You're listening to the Sports Talk Podcast with Darcy Waldegrave from News Talk ZB. And it's a warm welcome to the program to Sir Ian Taylor. He's Le Grand Fromage, the man behind Animation Research Limited. Virtual Eye, of course, is their sporting arm as we look at the nature of video assistance, technical assistance in all sport across the globe. Ian, welcome to the program. I trust you well. I am very well, thanks. Actually, I've just come back from Dallas where we're doing Major League Cricket and 42 degrees of heat, 114, 42. It was unbelievable. Wow. So it's so nice to be back in Dunedin where it's cold. <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed. You're probably the only person to say it in recent times, but, but there you go. You, you'd be yeah. well aware over the, uh, not not the issue, but uh, the acceleration of VAR in recent times, introduced in 2018 to the World Cup. Uh, last night, a goal was disallowed because of VAR, and it was the correct decision through offside, which got me thinking about the, the influence of this technology across sport full stop. And if there's a better person to speak, of the new, I don't know who it would be. How do you think it's accelerated, and how do you think it's, I suppose, affected sport? How's it contributed to sport, both positively and negatively? Well, well, it's interesting when when the DRS. You know, we're one of only two companies in the world that is um, accredited to do, do the DRS for cricket. And I remember when it first came up, I was against it, um, not against it being the ultimate decider. I thought, you know, A, it was there to decide howlers, and that's what everybody talked about. We know what a howler is. So that what I thought we would do was provide um, technology to the third umpire and that that decision would have to be made, you know, within 10 to 15 seconds because if you had to spend more time than 10 to 15 seconds deciding it, it was no longer a howler. And I didn't get much <laughs> – I didn't have much success with that, with that debate. And so – it's kind of moved on. But what we've seen, if you watch some cricket, um, it's pretty fast now. And the interesting thing that, that I've observed over time is that we are now overturning fewer umpires' decisions than we did when we first started. So the umpiring's got better as well. Um, so, you know, I guess you can say that's a positive. Takes away from, I suppose, at that top level, the, the vulnerability. We have players that make mistakes. We have umpires and referees that make mistakes, how much acceptance is there and how much of this do you think is fan-driven? They want the absolute correct decision regardless of how long it takes and at what pains it goes to. Well, it is interesting. It's one of the things, I just had this discussion. I've got one of the um, top guys from Fox Sports down here at the moment and we're having this discussion about it and um, he was saying that there's a whole new thing that has arisen around, especially on site, you know, on the big screen, it adds to the suspense of the play um, as, you know, as the crowds are sitting around going, is it, wasn't it, is it, is it, wasn't it? Um, and so, you know, that that's a whole new element. Um, I don't know that it's, well, you know, it's part of the entertainment now. I think, um, you know, we really have to be careful about, how much time it takes. We need to be able to deliver that. We do, um, we're do. we doing a trial for Major League Baseball now and that allows a batsman or a, a pitcher to appeal whether it was a strike or a ball. But we have to have the result there within five seconds. And you know, that makes sense. So that's part of the parameter essentially when you're building these kind of programs, that that would be the, the key one, the speed of the decision, the, the accuracy I'm sure is very key. What other parameters are you building these around, Ian? 
Well, I mean, I think that was really good. They they set that parameter. You know, baseball. You know, they want the, if we're going to do this, we want it up there. We want it up there fast. We do, you know, because I think they were concerned that in baseball, um, baseball was getting slower, and they wanted to speed it up anyway. And now we were going to add this. It was really critical that there was a timeline, and that does find the howlers as well. Well, actually, the technology is so good that. Um, we know it's right, it's correct. You know that this it does. We don't have the confusion of a ball hitting the ground, bouncing left, bouncing right. This one is on its way to that little box that you see, and it either goes in that square or it doesn't. So we can get those up there fast. We're joined by Sir Ian Taylor. He's the head of Animation Research Limited. Within that is Virtual Eye Technologies. We're looking at technology in sport and how it's contributed or not to the general world of sport. And Ian, since you started this, it can't have been smooth sailing. Nothing ever is in this space. What has been the, the biggest resistance, the biggest stumbling block you've had, be it with the fans, uh, but the players or the people who run the game? Because it must have gone awry at some stage, surely. DRS was really interesting because the Indians, um, we trialled it with the Indians for one season and they didn't like it at all, so they refused to use it for probably three or four years. Mm. It took a while to get them get them back on board. But again, you know, it just means that we need to be making sure the technology does do the job. And it, it is, it, I guess it depends, you know, like like the offside yesterday it's kind of, it was interesting i watched that on tv it took them a long time to actually show it as well so it took away from the the whole um, idea so was she offside wasn't she then there was this whole thing that happened behind the scenes VR, var says she's offside gold disallowed but you never saw anything and it wasn't until later that they finally got it up to show you i think that if you're going to do this stuff um you have to make a call on whether you are looking for howlers or you're going to be really precise. So, you know, rules are there for a purpose. So if we take the no ball in cricket, so there is a line there and every fast bowler knows you are not allowed to go over that line. If you start to push that boundary, how far are we going to let you push that boundary? I remember being at a um, a bowling uh, clinic with Dennis Lilly it was in India, and he had this hunk of wood on the ground. I said, what's that there for? He said, if I took that hunk of wood away in this bowling clinic, just about every bowler will no ball every ball. I don't know why they do it. It's illegal. It's not the way to practice, but they will, and they need to know you don't no ball. So now we've got auto no balls now, so we can see straight away that they've no balled it, and it's going to cost them another ball every time. So – Technology, So the technology will be cumbersome for a while, but that starts to shift when bowlers go, actually, the rules say I can't step over that line. I'm going to make sure I don't. Same with that. Same with the offside. We know what the offside rule is, so don't put yourself in a place to risk it. You touched on it before with the referees or the, the umpires in cricket being more and more accurate with the advent of this technology does it detract to a degree though uh the, the confidence of the officials at a top level to actually not make the decision on the ply on the fly relying purely on the technology is that necessarily a good thing no you see actually it's interesting you should say that i have been watching increasingly umpires now just deferring to it you know you, you sort of look at something and you go 
Well, you know, you watch it and you watch it and even in rugby, um, you know, some the guys on the sideline, he's there, he's that, but somehow they refer it just to make sure that that foot wasn't out. I love the idea that's why the umpire's on there. That's his job is to make sure he stepped out and be confident, make it out. So if if we, I think the real risk for us now is that the on-field umpires will go start to think, I've got all this technology, so I'll just go there to make sure. And that, you know, you'll start to see that the risk there is it starts to delay the game, delay the action, delay the delay the um, delay the event itself. So I, I think the officials need to know that they are there to make the first decision, and the technology is there to provide a third umpire with evidence that helps them say, if I knew this and I was on the field, I would have made a different different decision. Talk about the trickle-down of this and the fact that it, a vast majority of sporting fixtures involved with yourself and myself and everybody else that plays at that level doesn't have this assistance. It's simply not there. Is that problematic with demanding or wanting or expecting much better refereeing because we've seen it on the TV at that high level? Um, no, I, I think, you know, there's, the, the, you know that there's a sophistication and, and actually the, you know, the... Um, the consequences of getting things wrong at an all black level or at a, you know, at a test level, are a lot more significant than um, my grandson playing in the under fives. Um, I think, but I think, you know, I think even last night, I think the thing about last night's decision that took me by surprise was we had no idea that it had even gone to the VAR. So everybody was really excited. I mean, I'm sitting here yahooing and hollering because it looked like it got – I remember looking and thinking, oh, shit, that looked close. But, yes, it's there because it just went on and on and on. And then out of nowhere, about a minute and a half later, the ref says VAR is checked. And I was like, why didn't we know this was this was an issue? And then we could all sit back and go, please, please, please don't be offside. But we didn't know that until the umpire or the referee announced that the VAR had looked at it. So in an ideal world, the fans know what's going on, an even more ideal world, they're privy to what's actually going on in the bunk or, or with the VAR, totally. so we can all see it and live it as it's happening, and that's that's quite key, isn't it? Absolutely. What should have happened, I mean, that it was always anybody watching who, who knows football, you would have looked at it and said, oh, geez, <laughs> that was close. There's, if if there was, you know, the technology should be able to be up there really fast. There should be a call that, um, you know, we have a goal being checked by VAR now and one, two, three, whatever it takes. You have a timeline that everybody gets used to and now you hold your breath as that graphic comes up. Here she is. It flies down and, oh, no, you know. That's the suspense, and that, that I think, adds to the game. But it can't be allowed to drag on, and it needs to be public. It needs to be there for everybody to see. And on that note, Sirian Taylor, will you get on with uh, your busy but um, very cold evening? I'm sure you're enjoying it, <laughs> indeed. Uh, thank you very much for your words and your expertise. Always a pleasure. Not a problem, Liz. Good to talk to you. For more from Sports Talk, listen live to News Talk ZB from 7 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.